Do you want to make two people fall in love? Yeah. Can we just do it as an experiment? Sure. Like, can we just grab two people and put them in a room and make them ask these questions? I don't see why not. Well, it turns out she's going to tell you this woman from TikTok, I believe is a therapist of some sort, but who knows? It's TikTok. She might mm-hmm. just be... A TikTok therapist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but okay. she talks about a study where somebody tried this, and then she has a list of questions that I think if you ha- if you did have those discussions with someone you already had an interest in, like if somebody asked you on a date or you asked someone on a date and there mm-hmm. was a mutual interest and then you had these discussions, yeah, it certainly is the questions that you would talk about on the path to love and lust. Probably not lust. All right, let's see. Yeah, love. Yeah. Love. Fall lust in love, not fall in love. Help. To make somebody fall in love with you using psychology. Number two. I can't make anybody fall in love with anybody else. In 1977, Dr. Arthur Aaron conducted a study where he took a man and a woman, two complete strangers, and had them answer 36 questions back and forth to each other, and then do something else that I'll explain later. These people were complete strangers. They got married six months later. Questions are divided into three sections, and each one... For the record, a science experiment where that happens once, that could be no more of a coincidence than Ben Stiller's kid's mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. finding, mm-hmm. you know. It's a coincidence. Yeah. Right. I mean, you still have to hit it off. Yeah. They got married six months later. Questions are divided into yeah, three sections. that would be like us saying everybody who meets at one of our night shows is going to get married because it happened to Steve and Annette. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So many marriages. Mm-hmm. So many See, babies. but I kind of believe that. Really? I mean, yeah. love was in the air. I mean, Love's always in the air at our night shows. Who should we do a dating game for this time, then? Know, who do we think needs a spouse? Who needs a spouse? We'll find one. Like I would just keep, I'll keep looking around the room. <laughs> yeah, like someone in is here is you? all of a sudden going to be is single. Is you? Everybody's dating. Questions are divided into three sections, and each one gets a little bit more intimate and personal. And I'm going to provide you the questions. But use them wisely. And after the 36th question, there is a little something else you have to do to do the study completely. Okay. Pause or screenshot? Mm -hmm. All right. Who wants to go first? Let's all fall in love. Okay. Maitland. Yeah. All right. You're not first. Hot wings. (laughs) Yes. Way to fake me out. Thanks. Mm -hmm. They found your wallet at the IGA too. It burned down. (laughs) Boom. Roasted. Uh, Hot wings. If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Um, I think, um, I, you know, I think it would be Paul Rudd. Because, oh, he seems like a really nice because guy. Because he's have a fun time. He seems like a famous person that I might actually become friends with. Mm-hmm. He does kind of seem yeah. like that. Yeah. He's and got he that every man. He makes me laugh. I think he's cool. And, uh, and I don't know that I would find him intimidating so much as just, hey, this is fun. Can they Let's be dead or alive? Thing. Uh, or they have to no, it, it no, says you in the world. A, maybe it would be a pointless invitation for a dead person. You're going to invite Vladimir Lenin, you in a glass coffin, sitting there eating pierogies. Well, I mean, obviously, it would be when he was alive. I think it would have to be somebody that would that you could actually have dinner with. <laughs> this says if you could. Yeah. Okay, Steve, invite a dead person. <laughs> Steve gets stood up by his dead date friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Marilyn guys. Monroe never shows John up when Lennon I send her flowers. <laughs> Who are you going to pick if John you can Lennon? Do- John Lennon. All yeah, right. I think he'd be very interesting. Oh, so not Vladimir Lennon. John Lennon. Right. Yeah. Just he, one of the family. His brother. Kelly, who would you invite? I've always said Florence Welch, who's my favorite singer, but I've been real obsessed with this woman, Kristen Hanna, lately. She's an author, and I she's made me cry in mul- multiple books. 
She's like the Sounds only like author. Sounds like you guys will have a blast. Oh, man. Yeah. She's yeah. the only author that I I've read to more to than like four or five books from. Paul Rudd and laugh. Yeah. But... You, want, you want to get together with a lady and cry. No, that's not what I said at all. I want to talk to her about her writing. And that's what I want to do. So, yeah. Can you make me cry again right now? Yeah. Like, you make me cry so much. <laughs> Tell me a sad <laughs> story, Tear Witch. Yeah. <laughs> tear Witch. <laughs> Malin, who would you invite? <laughs> yeah, who are we going to make fun of you for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would you invite to dinner? Former NASCAR driver Sterling Marlin? No. Oh. Dolly Parton. Oh, that's a good oh, pick. Yeah. See, Man. that would be fun. It's hard to make fun of. It'd no. be fun and that's empowering. A that's a good one. It would be. All what right. about you, Freebier? Uh, my wife, Kayla. She's great. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I said that because I knew you'd be so annoyed. She is great, though. Um, no, seriously. Who would you invite? Mm. At the risk of annoying half the audience for being honest, Barack Obama. I think that would be fascinating oh, see, to talk to um, a former president. Um, I figured it would be and like he's of the living witty or something. He's dead. Uh, also, not on the radar. But but no, of the living pre- ex presidents, he'd be the one I would choose. No, he's got the most faculties. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean. I'd like I I I yeah I mean, I mean at a different time I'd have been Jimmy Carter I would uh, I yeah I mean I'd love to sit down and have dinner with any of the former presidents whether it was Obama or Bush or Clinton or that's it Carter the, <laughs> okay would be, yeah. might not be as much of a fun dinner right now yeah but I, I would not. take but Clinton Bush or Obama but it would be Obama first all right number two Steve what's number two. Would you like to be famous? And then in what way? That's an interesting question to ask someone if you meet them on a date or whatever. Because it doesn't mean they are pursuing it. They might have a very practical life or whatever. And like, well, you know, Mm -hmm. always dream. That'd be a good answer. Mm -hmm. Who's Teflon that's famous? You want to be Who is somebody that... That is just universally liked. Paul Rudd. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Um, Dolly Parton. I mean, there's plenty of them. But yeah, why do you want, or like, in what way do you want to be mm-hmm. famous? I think, yeah, if you were on a date and somebody said, I'd love to be famous for TikTok, you'd go, okay. <laughs> yeah. But if it was like, yeah, I'd love to be famous for curing cancer, you go, ah, okay. Yeah. But even that, yeah. there would be people that would be mad at you for it. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there would be, but that would be, I think it would open, you know, it. That's. I think that is an interesting question because how somebody answers it is a is a revealing answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like, yeah, I would, I wouldn't hate being, you know, like, let's take out what we do for a living and for a different reason. I would think it would be fun to be famous for being like the world's most awesome guitarist. That'd be great. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I wouldn't mind being famous with a reputation like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, obviously, with my limited brain, that's not happening. But if I were him, that'd be great. Yeah. In what way would you like to be famous? Steve, you said someone Teflon. Like, I think Maitland, when she said who she'd invite to dinner, Dolly Parton, um, is about as Teflon as it gets. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee when you said that, there was at least one listener who's like, woke, dirty old whore. (laughs) Well, probably (laughs) one. But yeah, you know what I mean? No one's Teflon. All right. What's the next one? 
I'm playing the piano on each of these. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Every single time. Yes. You do, Steve? Really? Every yes. single time. Yes. Wait, what if you're calling Kyle about changing the time on your... Well, no, that's not... Ex- you'd text. Yeah. I Nearly every... Phone calls are almost always something more important. Now, you're calling your dad just to catch up. You You don't rehearse that, do you? Like, go uh, over some... Yeah. Some no, I do. First first couple of words of the call, yeah. Really? Yeah. Almost every interaction now, on, I have. On there it says why. Why do you do that? It's just second nature. Really? It's I've always done it. Even if I pull up to a drive-thru and want to order a cup of coffee, in my brain I'm saying, hey, I'll take a large grande, blah, really? blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Every conversation. You too, Maitland? Yeah. It, hot wings? No, it, it depends on if there's if, if there's not like a purpose other than saying hello. If I'm calling my friend Bill or my dad, and I don't have an agenda at all. I'm just going, hey, I'm just calling. Hey, what's going on? Anything good? Are you doing? Then probably not as much. But if I have to call any type of service thing, if I have to call a hotline, if I have to, if I have a reason for calling that's more serious, um, then I absolutely rehear- like I have to work myself into making mm-hmm. phone calls. I wow. get very nervous, um, especially if I know I have to say a tongue twister. Like, oh, is that does that come drive up through? a lot? Yeah, that comes up all a the lot. time. <laughs> cup of caramel coffee. Cup of caramel coffee. Cup of caramel coffee. I definitely um, rehearsed what I'm going to say. Maitland, hey, Kelly, do you do that? Not really. I always I'm. Um, like aware that I need to ask someone how they're doing before a phone. Like when I make the phone call, like, Hey, don't just dive right into like, if you're upset and calling someone. So I think of it that way, like, Hey, make sure before you just dive right into what's happening, you actually like care Mm. about the other person on the other end. But no, I don't go through the whole conversation we're going to have. No, Maitland, do do you like, so yeah, let's say you're calling your dad or your sister or whatever. You same thing. If I know that I have something to tell them, I will rehearse how I'm going to say it, especially if it is like if it's somewhat groundbreaking. Or yeah, if it's awkward or bad news. Like whenever you call to say you're pregnant, you kind of work that through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think after seven times, uh, like get pretty normal. <laughs> right. To happen again. <laughs> yeah. There are different <laughs> no. levels of it. Yeah, I believe that. Like yeah. The more and, familiar I, I am with the person, the less I I do that. But don't I, let my surprise seem like I'm judging you. No. I'm actually judging me because I'm like. <laughs> I am going through this whole thing <laughs> too loose as a goose, I think. Like, ah, oh, we'll figure it out on the fly. Yeah. I even Google the menu, though, before I go to a restaurant so that I know that I'll know that I will find something I like. Oh, I, oh, do I that. definitely oh, do that's that. A, yeah, that's smart. I definitely with you. do that, too. That sort of explains, like, before a night show, for example, Steve and I typically have a different level of anxiety. Yeah. I have a, a I'm like, we're, we're kind of smart we'll figure it out you're loosey-goosey and you have a a greater need for and i've often said i'm probably a little overconfident in this situation i have checked and i drive you crazy <laughs> i have i have like set checklists of yeah. things i need to do at certain times in a certain order so i know that everything's going to work out but that's also one of the things that i've that like since you've started i've said i really appreciate right. it because it's not my thing but that, but you explaining that, no wonder mm-hmm. when I'm like, well, can't we just figure it out on the fly? No nope. wonder that that no, gives we you a can't. pit in your yeah. stuff. That is the worst thing you could say. <laughs> we'll just figure it out on the fly. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, some things guy, we could, but prep, from, man. In, Steve's, in Steve's case, like, you have to be more prepared because or, like, you have to know what we're doing more so because you're yeah, yeah. 
doing the order of right. things like pulling up audio and video and all that. Yeah. And then I but, forget stuff. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's the next one? All right. Number, one more here. I think we're on number four. Okay, I'm falling in love with all of you right now. By the way. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Ooh, perfect day. I love this. Okay. Kelly Cheese. I think sunshine for sure. So if we're talking about a perfect, typical day in my life, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful, sunny day, like 70 degrees. I want the day off of work. And I want my coffee to be made as soon as I'm awake. Like I set the timer the night before to really set myself up so it's ready to go. And then while I'm like trying to figure out what I'm doing, I'm rolling a joint and I can sit out on the porch and just chill in the sunshine for a few hours, smoke a joint, drink some coffee, and then just read a book for a few hours and then just walk around aimlessly until I end up eating food somewhere that's really delicious. And then I go to bed at like 6 p.m. That's perfect. <laughs> Were there that no other so people? Perfect. I mean, if other people want to join in, that's great too. But I'm totally fine being by myself on that day. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to chill yeah. all alone. Lawyer Ron is crying into his <laughs> organic, you know, safely raised coffee right now. <laughs> As, like, oh, no, I was in love and she wants a day with food and weed and coffee. And, and she didn't even say I would make the coffee. She said she would pre-make it. What am I for? I'm as useless as balls on a priest. Well, here's the thing. If I'm if I'm w- with the kids, I can't roll the joint. So that takes the kids out. Yeah, they can do it. They have little hands. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm with Ross, he's going to play the mandolin while I am reading my book. <laughs> oh, nobody wants that. Oh, and that's no, part of my day. Book we reading should have mandolin. a contest accompaniment. We should have a contest to see who gets to break that. Like that could be a whole <laughs> no, book contest. He like, loves it. Hey, all right. Really uh, good. Dave Roberts of Las Vegas. <laughs> we're going to fly you in to break Ross's stupid mandolin. Don't worry. He won't be allowed to get another one. His whole family will cheer the day. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily. He would be so sad. I know, he's especially if you heard the way you talk about it off the air. No, he's very yeah. sad with y'all in real life because none of you are doing band practice. None of y'all are practicing. Dude, I, did not, I swear, if he were to send me a text and be like, hey, you want to come over tonight and jam? I would be there. Absolutely. I don't know how to Doing play. Doing what? Any, I don't know how to play anything, <laughs> but I want in. Holding Steve, a pennant that says mandolin. I have Steve a guitar. over a bucket. <laughs> starts Ooh. popping on it. Yeah. I, I can I, I, you know, I don't have access to my saxophone right now, but I do have a harmonica. Yeah, you oh could wear God. your dumb feather hat, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there anything Kelly would hate more than for, for me and Hot Wings to come over to her house tonight and jam with her uh, fiance. Uh-huh. You know who would hate it more? Oh, Ross's son. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He would take all of your instruments and he would smash Seriously. It. No <laughs> way. We would get that kid to play along with us. Yeah. And be like, all right, buddy. Come on, man. What does he play? A Bust cello. out the cello. cello. That's right. Oh, yeah. that'd be pretty bad. Come on. Let's start Let's start working on weird sounds and stuff. <laughs> yes. Put down the bow and pluck it. Come on. <laughs> that thing just became a bass. Yeah, you better believe it, man. All right. Come we on. Have, uh, Steve, let's play the next love question. Okay. Um, because we that'll give us a chance to forget that Kelly's best day would involve no other human contact. <laughs> I think she uh, had right. about 90% yeah, of Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, the next one is, when did you last sing to yourself and to someone else? <laughs> oh, I well, mean, one of those is right. very easy. I sang yeah, right. to myself this morning on the way into work. Yeah, people who don't sing to themselves, you're a little weird. Yeah. Got can't to once be in trusted. a while. I mean, even people who know that they can't sing, sing alone. 